I've got two big announcements that I want to do. Are you ready for two big, huge, huge announcements that I'm going to tell you about? And uh, I just got to know if you're ready. Go ahead. I'm ready for your big announcements. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Sucks. I'm your host, Eric Hudzik. I'm with Osho, the the Midwest Oracle, uh, the thriftiest guy I know, the guy that will save you from getting the money sucked out of your pocket, and that's what this show's all about. How you doing, Osho? I am doing fine. How are you doing, Eric? Good, good. I got two huge announcements that I want to tell you about. Um, massive, massive, massive announcements. It's just crazy, crazy cool, crazy fun, and... Uh, they're kind of. It's funny because they're 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 um, they co-assigned. They co-assigned. Now, what's what the word when you when you go against each other when they're opposite lands? What would you call it? They're opposite. I'm opposite attract. I don't know right. exactly right. where you're going with this, but it sounds more intriguing and exciting every second. All right, I'm going to start with the exciting news for you. You are now richer than you were when you first invested in Bitcoin many years ago with me. Wow! That uh, oh boy, can I retire now? <laughs> if you, I know you're a thrifty guy, but I don't think you'd do it on a few cents. It's only a few cents higher. But it finally crossed that line. I felt awful as I said, "Hey, you know, you need to get in on this." As it was going down and down and down, and then uh, we had the terrible, terrible downward trend, of course, in March. But once again, we know that that's even though. Bitcoin has nothing to do with paper. It's all digital. It's still paper money. It goes down, but it comes back up, just like the uh, stock market did. But finally, after all these years, I can't remember when I <laughs> twisted your arm and said, you got to try this. Uh, but finally, finally, you're up. So actually, you're making money. Wow. But again, can I retire? Uh, no, I, I'll let you know when that happens. But it might happen sooner than oh. later. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay go ahead what that was one big announcement are you done with that one because i'm i just can't wait i just can't wait for right, the here, next one all right here we go everybody listening pay attention pay attention yeah if you, if you don't pay attention you might miss it um yeah i'm gonna sell all my uh cryptos you what? I'm going to sell all my cryptocurrencies, all my digital currencies. Okay, one more time. You what? I am going to sell, 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 sell all my cryptocurrencies. And why in the world are you going to do something like that after all this? Why? why explain it to me. <laughs> it was funny. You were being all... Um, all uh, discombobulated with the with on the line plus you were trying to do that with your speech so it was really like like fred flintstone where you see all, all the little signals of what he when he's doing exploratives and such it's funny anyway <clears throat> why would i do that um i am told that the time to uh sell i didn't say when i was going to sell mm -hmm. <laughs> i was told that they're going to have a run for almost one full year that it's going to be really, really strong, but then there's going to be a pullback. So I'm going to be prepared sometime in uh, September next year, in 2021, to uh, sell my Bitcoin and my cryptos because there's going to be a pullback. But from now till then, if you don't get into cryptos or you don't get into Bitcoin, 
you're basically letting the money get sucked out of your pocket because it is the new distribution of, of wealth in, in, in the world. It's just an amazing thing, and you need to get on that train. And you're on that train, so good for you. So September next year, uh, the bull run will be uh, done for that round. There's going to be a pullback, a pretty serious one, and then it's going to continue on. So you got to be okay. strategic with your crypto. Or you can hold on to it, take the pullback and go, oh, my crypto went down, and then it'll come back up. Sort of just like the stock market. Oh, my gosh, just like the stock market. And we talked mm-hmm. about that. These guys got it. They got it. They got it sewed up. They know exactly how to manipulate the money. Yes, we were talking about that when the bull uh, market goes up. You know, staying there, staying there. And when you think it's going to go down, or when it slightly looks like it's going down, you can sell. And then when it goes back up again, uh, you can sell again. Yeah, and yeah, timing the market, which is pretty close to impossible because somebody has ear earnings. They do really well. I mean, they go way above earnings, and yet the company, when it, uh, that stock goes down for the day, it's like, what just happened? It's just the weirdest thing. It's uh, psychological. It's not all logical. It's uh, hard to uh, follow. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about cars. Let's talk about selling cars. Let's talk about Getting cars ready to go to sell. Cars ready to go to market. That's what we should say. Yeah. So, here we go. What do you do? What do you do? Well, speaking of cars and saving money and stuff, what you uh, did with that uh, piece of junk van was amazing. Did you pretty much do everything from top to bottom? On the inside, I just cleaned the dashboard and mats on the on the floor. And that I knew it was really, really great. And then on the outside, we just use this quick detailer. It's something that you just put on and wipe off, and it brought out a lot of the shine. It wasn't as good as a polish, but it it, it made it work pretty good. And then on the tires, I just put the tire shine, and around all the rubber, the windows, and all that, put on the tire shine. So we we really oh, and then I got. I got in all the door things that was all full of dust and dirt. Sure. The G- door jams? Off. Yeah, the door jams. I cleaned off all of that. <clears throat> and then the sliding door was not working. Oh, uh, yeah. What did you well. do with that? Oiled it. I just oiled it. But uh, it's... Not, not, the, not the latch, but the way it was sliding back and forth. Because it was a little rough, yeah. right? Yeah. But it, it worked perfect uh, after that. And then what else? Uh, what else do we do, Sunshine? We replace the windshield, of course. Yeah, that was important. Uh, yeah, everyone looked at that, and uh, that that was just about it. Just outside, uh, just just regular cleaning is all I did to it. Actually, really, because it was in really good shape. A little bit of rust on it, but uh, the, the the paint job was in real good shape. We just pretty much cleaned that down. And the door jams, when you open up the doors, it just looked really, really bad. So I shined all those up, you know, and people opened up the door, looked at the dashboard. Wow, this really looks good. And then the seat covers made it look really nice, too. We got gray seat covers, the same color as the dashboard. And so. And they fit that, real that good. Was it. Wow. How yeah, about, did you, was, did you clean the uh, instrument cluster? Oh, yeah. What, yeah. Now, what do you I use for that plastic? What do you use to clean that? Because I scratched that all up. Uh, 
can't think. Uh, Microfiber call? I just used a, a vinyl shine. Oh, on the plastic? Yeah. And it doesn't make it uh, foggy? No. Uh, now, what part are you talking about where you see through the speedometer? Yes. Yeah, we do that on all our cars. We just have a vinyl vinyl shine, or I think we even used a tire shine, uh, one of those two things. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't scratch it up. What scratches it up would probably be if you get a, a cleaner that cleans the outside paint. That would scratch a little bit. And, of course, the big scratch would be what rag you use. Uh, what rag do you recommend? I use this uh, stocking, a regular white stocking. Ah, I put it on my hand. Soft and cotton? I can work with my fingers. Yeah, all cotton. Yeah. Ah, okay. Good deal. Yeah, and I just uh, I just, just had the stocking in my hand, and every so often you can turn it a little bit to get to a clean air because everything was so dirty in there. And and uh, the door jams was a big thing because it really, really, really looked bad when you open up a door jam. And those door jams are perfect. They, they, they were really good. <laughs> but a couple of door jams, the dirt was so thick I couldn't get to it with, with the amount of work I wanted to do. All right. And speaking of amount of work that you wanted to do, what what kind of hours did you work on that uh, vehicle for, would you say? Eight to ten. So that's a, that's a day's work. So you took a day to get that thing up ready to sell. Right. Yeah, That's cool. probably. And you probably increased the uh, uh, buy price by how many percent would you say? Oh, at least at least a hundred percent. All right. I would say. So you charge double what you think you would have got with it regularly. So to avoid a yeah. money suck, if you got the time, you want to make the money. Put in the time, and you you basically you did replace the windshield, so that did cost some money. But otherwise, everything was pretty much everything that you had at home. You didn't have to, well, you did buy the uh, seat covers too. So a low, low cost. So you got to kind of take that off the double. So if, if you went 100%, so you did maybe 90% or so. But that's still a 90% profit that you wouldn't have got if you didn't go through that effort. If you think about it, if you go to a car dealer and you look at their cars, that's all their cars are perfect. And I did not steam clean the engine or clean the engine with, with a uh, power washer, but all the plastic that was inside the engine that was real dusty and dirty, I cleaned that off and I put the uh, the vinyl shine on all of that and I cleaned off the paint on the inside of the engine. And when you open up the engine, it just popped out at you. The dirt didn't even show then. And so that made a big deal too because people opened up the engine and they saw that. Well, the next... Uh, well, Monday suck that I had. I had to buy three cans of uh, paint to paint the uh, grill and the bumpers. If you notice, they were painted uh, um, they black. Were, they were silver at first, but then you painted them black, and they looked really good. And the the color black or the type of finish black is what, shiny or dull? Right in between. Oh yes, that satin finish or whatever. So you're not yeah, so you're yeah. not seeing every crack and thing. And if you do it the other way, it looks like primer. So if you do it with that little bit of shine, you got the perfect uh, combination. Mm-hmm. And your bumpers were so bad that when I put this paint on there, it gave it a real, real strange pebble look. And and the bumpers looked like they were a custom pebble pebble look 
bumpers. It really came out great. <laughs> and of course, since the new look now is the black grill and black bumpers, that that's new look on all the newer trucks. And that just made that truck look so much newer and, and fit right in. All right, and some people don't have the time, and some people don't have the money. So they let's let's do a little quick thing because I know you have some suggestions, and if you forget them, I'm going to tell you stuff that you've told me through the years that really make a car. We're going to call it a 20 foot wonder. Everybody, if you don't know what a 20 foot wonder is, that is where you look at a car from about 20 feet away, and it looks really nice. Now Osho has a bunch of tips for that, and he, he through the years he's been giving giving them to me. So you have one hour. You want to get. You'd love to get double what you what the price you would get if it was all just there. But what are your top, you know, few things that you would do with a car? I know some of them you've told me before, but let everybody else know what what are the top things to do on a car. Now, one of the things you said with, with I'm sorry, I just cut you off, but I, you did say the engine, so that's number one. I know, and you said to do it fast, you do the top parts right where you can see it. The rest of the stuff, mm-hmm. you, you have to really go in there, and that's really mechanics. Normally, you don't care anyway, but you look at the top, and then that looks good, and that makes the the engine pop. Right, and try to get some of the paint on the engine that is dirty, and it's really, really tough to get the engine parts that are greasy, but if you can get those, that's great also, but get the ones that are dirty and wipe them down with the rag and then put a nice, easy coat of polish on those, and they'll, they'll pop. So that's the engine. The next thing I would do is to clean the wheels. If you clean and shine the wheels and the uh, rims or the hubcaps, that makes a big difference right there. And then the third thing I would do is to clean all the windows because when the man or the buyer that's looking at the car sits in there, he can look out and see things. He can look in. And then probably the one most important thing is to clean and polish the dashboard. I, what else? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that that's a great idea with the dashboard. Well, I'm I'm thinking, and then generally, clean as much as you can. Make that carpet oh, look yeah. as clean as you can. The seats. Make sure there's nothing in the seats. Um, anything that, and especially anything that the driver looks at, like I was saying about the instrument cluster, because mine gets dusty and I did it once or twice with the, I think it was a paper towel and those are very abrasive. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, what do you do? Okay. A sock and get in there with your finger. I like that. That's a great idea. Um, yeah. So those few little things will help you sell that vehicle and you might get almost double your money. If you don't get double your money, if you don't make a profit, you have a much easier sell because if the car is dirty and doesn't look good, they probably don't want to buy it. So, yeah, you're going to have to drop the price to sell it, but you will get an easy, faster sell even if you don't get any money. You'll get what you want it for probably. And another little secret that I use is I get a toothbrush, not a, yeah, toothbrush, and when you're polishing the dashboard or the, the uh, all the little instruments, you can use a, a, to, a toothbrush to get in there and clean all the edges where people can see the dirt on the edges. You want to get all the edges very, very clean and all the louvers where the heater brings the heat Oh, out. yeah, yeah, right. I see that the vents and you get in there mm-hmm. and get that because you're right, it does, right. They look so disgusting for lack of a better word right and and if you clean them it looks like oh man this car has been taken care of so if you get all the big things sometimes the little things will fade into the background but sometimes if you clean the big things and try to clean everything 
then the little things like the dirt around the rim of the chrome of, of the dash uh the speedometer or one of the gauges will look a little bit dirty and it just makes a big difference it just makes that whole thing pop out you know when man is sitting there and he looks out and make sure if you clean anything on the outside clean the hood because he's sitting in a nice environment nice dashboard nice hood he walks a little bit back from it like you said 20 foot wonder the hubcaps are nice and clean the tires are nice and shiny and anything that's chrome try to get that washed and clean and, and get uh, get maybe steel wool and you got to be careful with this and then get any rust off the bumpers if it's a real older car does coke take off surface rust i heard a rumor that it does I, I don't know if it does or not, but uh, if it does, that's great. But why waste a Coke? You know, if oh, you're going to use Coke, yes. drink it. Thank you. Yes. I could, I could never do it. And that's the whole reason why <laughs> I could not sacrifice my cola. I like my cola. I like my Coke. That's so funny that you said that. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Because just to, just to let you know, uh, the latest James Bond movie, they ordered like 8,900 and some odd gallons of Coke. And, uh, huh. yeah, right. And I'm like, what are they doing with that? Check this out. I guess there's a motorcycle race on a street or a chase on a street and it's cobblestone and it was very slippery for the stuntmen. They took that Coke and just spread it all over the street to make it not slippery. So they used it huh. as a traction, but I'm like, Oh man, all that Coke, I could be drinking it and they're putting it up in there. Anything else they can use? That is sort of funny because I would think uh, sugar just mixed in water and put it out there and let it dry where it's just sticky, you know, a little sticky. That would work just as good because Coke is basically water and sugar and a little right. seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you said the same thing. No, don't do that. I can, we can drink that. We can drink that. Once again, the Osho mine. I can put that in the hangar. There's plenty of room. And we'll just have a straw. And when we need it, we'll... We'll just bring it out and we'll be good to go. I wonder if they got it. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I I, was, I just had another little idea. If you have a real expensive car and it's a little dirty or, you know, three or four or five years old, go to a detail shop for a couple hundred dollars. They will detail it inside and out an engine. And by the time they get done, as much as they can, they will make it look like a brand new car. Yeah. That's, that's yes. so cheap and easy. It might seem like a money suck, but if you spend $200 to clean your car and you get a $400 return out of it, it's well worth it. Yeah. And Same then, with the house. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what people do. I mean, and the house is always the best looking when they leave. It's, it's kind of a shame mm -hmm. in a way. And the new people that come in, they're going to change everything anyway. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but with the car, that even makes more sense. First of all, it's less money. So it's less of a money suck. Number two, um, they pro they won't change anything because that's their car. So they more, more than likely they may do some customizing depending on what kind of car you're selling. But if it's just a normal car, they're going to keep it. So it's actually more uh, true with a car than it is with the house. Mm -hmm. And and to prove that these things that we're talking about here work is because when a car dealer takes in a used car, the first thing he'll do with it is send it back to the detail shop. Get it detailed so he'll make more money and have a good sale. 
Oh, there you go. And that's business. That's good business sense. And they do that all the time. And I was going to also say about your uh, idea with the de- detailers, they know the tricks. They know what it will make it look good and what they can do to make it, like you said, the best it possibly can be. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a beautiful thing. Those are beautiful tips. I thank you for that. And hopefully no, you save save uh, our listeners a whole bunch of uh, money sucks and make more money on their car. Or like you said, time is money. So maybe you won't get more money for the car, but it'll be sold that much faster. And you mostly when you're selling car, you want to get it done. You want the first person to look at it and buy it and be done with it, right? Right, right, yeah. And if you're selling your car, the main thing that you're selling it for is to get rid of it. And so you don't want it hanging around for a week or two or even a month or whatever it might be. And the more people look at it, the more chance you have of somebody coming up and doing something that they shouldn't do. You know, stranger coming to your house and a lot of people won't even sell it from their house. They'll take it someplace else and have it sold because they don't want strangers uh, coming into their house and their home. Yeah. Uh, Safety is number one. Why, why mm-hmm. take that risk? That, that's uh, that's the worst suck of all. As, as bad as a money suck is, a life suck is uh, definitely not worth it. And that's about it. We learned two things today. For Pete's sake, buy Bitcoin. It could save your life, save your life, change your life, definitely. And uh, remember, I am not a financial advisor, but for Pete's sake, buy Bitcoin. You could buy it on PayPal now. Simple, easy peasy. And when selling a car, spend a little time, clean it up. Make it look good. Make sure it's mechanically sound. And then, and then put it on market to save a money suck. I'm Eric Kudzik, your host for today. I was on the phone with uh, Osho, the oracle from the Midwest, thriftiest man I know. And uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Oh, and once again, Terry Finnegan, thank you for the music. <laughs>